everyone, welcome to the podcast. It's Richard and I'm here with Weston and Jenny. Hey everybody. Hi guys. Weston is a uh, head of dance and... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dance and interpretive dance. Yes, interpretive yeah. dance and... Uh, you should really see... Jenny it. is assistant coach of flag waving. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, really fun. <laughs> just, on no. a, just on if you're just If you're just tuning in, that's a joke. Not really. <laughs> I See, I could just take that snippet and I could just post that. <laughs> just that part. All yeah. kinds of mileage on that. Yeah. There we go. Memes for days. But people might not know all that you do, actually, because people like Western, they see you yeah. get up and teach. And yep. Jenny, they've seen you get up and teach. Although there's lots of new people around, might not, because yeah. you haven't done that for a while. Yeah. But you do more than just hang out and teach. Yeah, absolutely. I get to oversee Alpha. Um, and we've you got are the queen of Alpha. I am the Alpha queen here. It's been my favorite ever church gig I've done yeah. to date. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and we're week seven right now in our course, but it's seven going already. Really, yeah, we've already logged seven weeks in our yeah. course, and yeah, God's doing new things every time. Just as like everybody's so individually made, I feel like each Alpha with its different people and different ingredients mm-hmm. kind of has a different outcome. So it's yeah. always exciting to be That's a part awesome. of. Yeah, we have the weekend coming up actually this weekend. One of the cool things, like last night, a guy turned up for the first time. For the first time, he hadn't been here. He shows up week seven the first time and he found it on a Google search and showed wow. up. Yeah, We were <laughs> actually on the week, how does God guide us? And so we were just like, how did you end up here? He said, Google. And we were like, well, does God, God uses Google. Yeah. God uses Google sometimes, right? I love it. You just, you <laughs> I love said Google. <laughs> Which it, that's what it should Goggle. be. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you should start that website. <laughs> you know, with the Alpha having videos from the UK, a word that a guy used last night was winch. Like my dad was always winching about. Wincing. Like no, he said winching. Like, uh, like complaining. He used it Whining? in a way for. He said, Win- "Oh, whinging." Yeah, whinging. That's whinging. what it is. Whinging. So and the word was, was like, so that was clear that it got completely <laughs> lost in translation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happens. But I was like, "Whinging." That's not a word we use. Yeah, the yeah. word Nikki uses sometimes too is like the uh, a barrister. Barrister. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I'm, I thought that they were literally talking about that his whole family worked at a coffee shop. I thought it was just a different way to say barista. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. For the yeah. first for the first several times I'm watching. Oh, interesting. It sounds like a really weird That's job a in a coffee shop. Weird job. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I kind of want to watch the videos again with that in mind. Yeah. 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 yeah it's like it's the comedy fun. version. Yeah. So I'm Jenny does Jenny is the alpha. I oversee Hear the Cry, uh, which is the local and global uh, justice um, compassion story of Jesus stuff. And uh, our hospitality team, which yeah. is tons of fun. And I do love to teach and be on the teaching team, but it, it's difficult with that, with the other tasks to find the space because when you teach, it takes a couple weeks. Like yeah. you kind of got to block a couple you weeks out of your You can't full all the time. Right, exactly. And so it makes it a little less frequent that I can get up there, but I do enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Which actually is a great segue into the conversation. Yes. Because Easter. Yes. Like that's what we're talking about. And it's. Why? How is it a big deal? How do we make it a big deal? How you know? Because it can sort of pop up, disappear, be gone. Yes. In a flash. So and quickly. It's hard. Uh, so it's that just yeah. you saying, oh, it's you know, it's hard to give the teaching team the time I wish I could all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. that's actually a common sentiment for Easter. Mm-hmm. Do you go, do you guys find it's kind of hard to absolutely make a big deal? Yeah, yeah, and I think especially like growing up. There was definitely well, you grew up like in North Carolina. So yeah. sunshine was like a part of the Easter. Easter sunrise service could be a thing. Yeah, I because, tell you, we do you sunrise know. services in the UK. Yeah. And 
you've got to really, really want to celebrate to be out. <laughs> it could actually like be in the warm. fog and the rain. Yeah, no, that's uh, like every time it gets brought up here, I'm like, let's not do a sunrise service. It's rainy and cold every no. Easter. I remember them in the UK. It's like, is the sun risen yet? Like, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, technically, I think it has. We can't see it still. Yeah, it's yeah. so great. So growing up, Easter was a like a big deal in our family. Um, like Resurrection Sunday, we probably started like really thinking deeply into it. Palm Sunday, you know, the Sunday mm-hmm. prior. And then having a good Friday service that we went to, all those kinds of things growing up. I I felt like it was a real focal point in our family, but it was so funny once it got to be in my own family, mm-hmm. I felt like Target had more say in what I did as like a calendar year than like the Bible informed, yeah. like how That's I was so paying true. attention to the, like the dollar section at Target informed my like next move on how I was going to participate in the calendar. And suddenly Easter would be here and I'd be like, Oh guys, this is really important. Or kids, this is really important. But for them, it was the Easter eggs and the, you know, all those kinds of things. And I didn't want that to be the focal point of what Easter was for my kids or even the memories that they had attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I say Jenny definitely, uh, Jenny definitely had that, um, I guess, that heartbeat and and that desire before I did, even as, as, as husband and wife with kids. I think for me growing up, it was very much a Easter egg conversation. It was going to the grandparents' house and celebrating Easter. And I had heard of, I mean, I grew up in a Christian home, so I, I knew, and I think Palm Sunday, I have a distinct memory of being in some sketch or drama where I actually got to wave <laughs> palms sometime. I don't remember. It was this guy's big into dramas. Big, yeah, if well, we can find a photo, we'll attach it to the palm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can, I, just, I just think they're gone. Um, no, no more photos ever of that. Uh, but um, for I think Palm Sunday was like we'd recognize, oh yeah, that's the Sunday before Easter. But when it came to like celebrating it and leading up to it, like yesterday or what's today? Tuesday. So Sunday, um, Richard, when you talked about how Lent is to Easter, what Advent is to Christmas, that was never a part of our, my growing up. And and honestly, like for another conversation, but neither really was Advent. Um, But, but for Lent, it was more along the lines of, for my life, it was well, when do we go over to what grandparents' house to hide what Easter eggs? And I remember hearing about Christians that did a Lent or did mm-hmm. this or, or, or were against Easter eggs. And I was the person who was just like, just let the kids find the eggs. There's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. That was kind of how I came into um, came into our marriage. Yeah. Um, and so as Jenny was beginning to push a little bit and push a little bit on me, um, just to say, like, what do you think if... I, I didn't really know what to think on it until... I read the book Surprised by Hope by N.T. Wright. Oh, yeah. I, I read that book. And this was, what was this, maybe 10 years ago? Yeah, probably 2012. Yeah. Read the book Surprised by Hope. And I got done reading that book. And I, I don't know. If you know me, I'm a, I'm per- somebody of extremes. Um, <laughs> I, sw- I swing. And so when I'm in balance is really when I'm on my way from one extreme to the other. It's kind of how I look <laughs> at it. I catch you that one day a month. Yeah, that one day yeah. a month. I'm pretty balanced. Um, you guys, our marriage is a lot of fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> Uh, but I, was, I got done reading that book. I'm like, Easter eggs are from the devil, you know. And I just like, anyway, that's probably a bit too extreme. That's the other yeah. extreme. That's the other extreme yeah. that I went. But it definitely began to shape. Oh, wait a second. There's far more to this mm-hmm. as far as a celebration goes, or importance, or level of importance. Really, even dare I say, than Christmas, mm-hmm. because Christmas is fantastic. But the death incarnation—that's a big yeah, deal, huge. But the death, burial, and resurrection. Yeah. Like, that should get the focal point of our celebration. Yeah. And it began to shift my th- thinking. Yeah, it's an interesting cultural thing. I feel like it's different in the UK and the US as well. Mm. Like, 
there'll be Easter egg hunts all through the weeks around Easter. Yeah. And oh, there'll be more chocolate in the stores, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. The UK, I mean, we're chocolate crazy. Yeah. Right? Well, but for us, valid. Yeah. We're it's not Cadbury. doing an Easter egg hunt looking for like some little Easter eggs the size of your thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Like, no, y- y- the Easter eggs, like you're getting like two pounds of chocolate. <laughs> and you're probably getting more than one egg, you know? <laughs> and it's kind of like Christmas. People gift each other eggs. Wow. Yeah. But it, it happens on Easter Sunday. So it gives you that idea that Christmas does where you're like, oh, the commercialism, the, you know, it's like yeah. the excess, mm-hmm. like why do I love the gifts? There's a fight. There's a battle there. Yeah. yeah. But there's a sense of like, but we're telling some sort of story that like this is the point where we receive something. Mm. Yeah. And actually the Easter egg giving in the UK has that tone. Mm-hmm. But here that's just sort of lost in the wash of, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. pasted out. Yeah. Right. So it's not it's not as special to Sunday, which is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So what like, what have you guys done to try to elevate well, starting Easter from Sunday, right? And and this was something or, then or, that or we it could be Good Friday or Palm Sunday too. Yeah, and so kind of the week leading up to um, once Weston had read that book and we had more conversations around what what yeah. do we want to do? What do we want to be about as a family? Like, so you where made do the kids start? read that book with you? <laughs> yeah, everybody <laughs> no. read. Everybody read N.T. No, Wright. Actually, yeah. what came out of that book was <laughs> like a family, and I didn't read the book. Weston just like literally regurgitated what he was learning from the book to me That's and we would talk about, about the it. excited seven oh like yeah. stuff bubbling away <laughs> yeah. in them is going it's to boil coming over out. And come oh, out it's coming whether out whether you want to hear it or not it, like you're going to yeah. and so just how do we interact with that and what kind of vision was god giving us for our family out of that and so we actually came up with a little like kind of family motto like we have it on our wall now but it says i'm a new creation part of God's never ending love story to make the world right with him. Mm. And so then out of that kind of formed this whole idea of like, okay, new creation, like what do, what do we want to celebrate and focus on? So it started, I had little kids at the time. And so I wanted to engage yeah, the with Hulking Easter. Surly. Chanlo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a miniature version. Little miniature. Yeah. Miniature version. Still, still. Still deep voice. Still the deep voice. voice. Like he can <laughs> never been able to whisper. Hey, dad. Hey, whisper. <laughs> I am. Like, no, okay. Yeah. Um, but he was always the same. Either 100 miles an hour or sleeping. No off and on and off. Yeah. But when he was little, Lincoln was little, even Blakely. Um, Jenny began to do this really creative idea. I'd come home from work and they'd show it to me. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, so we just started with Lego. And so mm-hmm. Lego was something that they were all like deeply connected to and enjoyed. And so I would read them the story of um, Jesus' crucifixion and we'd talk about the empty tomb. And so I would just task them with, I want you to build um, an empty tomb scene. Uh-huh. And so they would dump out all of their Lego and sort of start to build and construct what it was. And then we would go to the mall Mm -hmm. and everybody got to pick out a Lego fig, whether it was like a soldier guarding the tomb or whatever, like a Lego fig that would interact with that story. But it was them being able to hear the story, interact with it as they were thinking about it. Um, And it became something that they looked forward to every year, but it started to just like shape a rhythm of thinking about what is this greater story? Like, what does it mean? that the tomb was empty and we we would get deeper and deeper into conversation another thing we started doing was just well can i interrupt for a second too because even even like 
I began to move away from this idea of let's focus on an Easter egg hunt. I began to be one of those Christians that I talked about earlier where it's just like, oh, you know, not that not that we thought it was evil and not that they could never do one. They did one with the grandparents. It's fine. I'm not going to say no to that. But for the purpose of us stepping into it as a family, we really wanted it to be not so much about finding an egg with candy in it, but actually celebrating it in a different way. And so, but still fun. Yeah. And I think that was the thing that for me is a really, really high value. How do we celebrate Easter in a way that's fun and engages the kids? Mm -hmm. And so the idea, like Jenny would do like this Lego build of uh, an empty tomb sort of thing, but also then with the fun of like picking out a mini fig or then like on um, the Sunday morning rolls that you would do for Easter, like really fun, different ideas where they still got to engage in fun and even even candy to an extent. Um, But at the same time, it was the, the focus was absolutely completely different from a, a bunny that lays eggs to actually the resurrection of yeah. Jesus, which was absolutely incredible. Because that's the challenge, mm-hmm. partly, isn't it? It's like you're trying to leverage something. Yeah. yeah. And like centuries ago, people took some of the sort of cultural rituals around the beginning of the spring yeah. and things that symbolize those, which is an expanding list of things, um, and Christianized them. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and so you're sort of taking Lego yeah. and like Christianized, like repurposing it, but you have to um, keep telling. You have to make the story and the what and the why a yes. part of it. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you could end like what, you know your kids go to college and they're talking to their friends and like, dude, why do you want to go to the Lego store? It's Easter <laughs> Sunday. And they're like, wait, it's the Lego holiday. It's when we celebrate Lego, right? <laughs> it's when we celebrate Lego. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, no, that's not it. Yeah, totally. But but it, I I think there's so like there is the connection of like spring and new birth and right. new hope and like yeah. oh yeah we're celebrating new hope and i'm like yeah but why right like yeah. it has right. to do with someone dying right. and rising again yeah and, and new the difference life. it makes yeah. Yeah. yeah but the other thing that you would do with the kids not beyond lego is that you'd always take them out for a hike yeah and they'd come home and they'd collect a bunch of stuff yeah we would go um we would build like a um yeah, we'd go and cr- collect all kinds of like moss and grasses and pine cones and bark chips and sticks. And we would make like three crosses and like the crucifixion with the empty tomb below it. Yeah. So kind of like a terrarium kind of thing. Yeah. And and again, these were just things that like matched the seasons of growth for our kids. You know, what can I do? What are things that are both like meaningful but fun, taking a walk together through the woods and gathering things up. And yet those being really teachable moments with our kids where mm-hmm. we can uh, take take that time and, and tell again a story as we're walking along the way. I just yeah. think that that was, for me, I found the times where they're like soaking it in the most yeah. and making it memorable. And it's, it's quite simple accessible things it's not complicated it doesn't cost a lot of money if it gets too complicated it's too hard to maintain and i've done that i've tried the big things where it's like oh this massive big project and that was fun for one time but Mm -hmm. that's not that's not sustainable and so finding small rhythms and they will change as the kids grow and things that they're interested in but just trying to pay attention to how do we continue to have this conversation in meaningful ways i want to ask I'll start with you, Weston, because your origin was less of the rich Easter. Yeah. So as you've started practicing these things, how's it affected your connection with Easter? Like, Mm. does it change what you think about your heart, your emotions? You know, how's how's it make Easter now different to... Because you go to church every Sunday. Right. Like, you're praying to Jesus all the time. Right. So how does it make it... 
different. Well, no, that's really good. I think I think one of the things that I one of the one of the things that I need to that I've realized is a, a bit of a weakness for me is I'm always looking to the next, right? I always skip on to the next thing. Um, I've had to really work on that even on like vacations. You know, last couple of days of a vacation, Jenny has to catch me because my brain will start going to what I have to do the next week when mm-hmm. I get home from vacation. And I, so I'm, I'm always jumping to the next. And, and for Easter, I'm walking through actually the process of it from uh, Palm Sunday to Good Friday to the resurrection. It's actually made me slow down mm-hmm. and, and take a moment to realize the significance of each of those moments. And so when you think about the empty tomb, uh, when you think about the, the day that we call Good Friday, the day that Jesus was crucified, and we think, and then backing it up a little further, thinking about Palm Sunday, the reality is that it's the climax of the story that God has been writing from the very beginning of time. Jesus riding um, into Jerusalem with people shouting and praising God, that was a fulfillment of a prophecy that was spoken in Zechariah. It was it was the moment when Jesus took his regal, like one of the only moments in Scripture we see Jesus taking his mantle of regal authority and saying, "This that, the person that's been prophesied about, this is me and I'm coming into Jerusalem. As, as everybody imagined, only only instead of riding right up to Rome and soldiers and and uh, and, and um, being against them, it took him to the cross. Um, and in the moment, it was def- definitely upside down and different. So to answer your question for me, it's helped me slow down and think specifically about each day and the significance of what that is in the story um, that we're a part of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it was so beautiful on Sunday you talked about, and there's one of the, one of the phrases we used a lot in our teaching team meetings was, um, the story that we live, live, or the story that we believe about ourselves is the story that we live out. Something along those lines. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me, but it's this idea of what story do you believe about what you're about? Because that's going to shape who you are and how you live. Yeah. And so, so for me slowing down and actually beginning to look at each day as a, as a poignant, moment of the climax of the story it brought brings so much gratitude and joy and honestly like something worth really worth celebrating yeah um and so i get excited slowly stepping into it and not just letting my mind jump over to the next thing that we're doing yeah it's it's so interesting because we could probably all use slowing down a bit there's Mm -hmm. a lot to appreciate we're missing Mm -hmm. because pace of life but I still think there's something about slowing down for a purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like a healthy rhythm oh, as yeah. well. And doing and then doing it together. You know, yeah. it just it makes it a little easier to slow down when everyone's saying we should all slow down. Mm-hmm. What what about you? Like how have you seen creating um little rhythms, little practices around Easter affect you, Jenny? Yeah, I think that so much of my life thinking about Easter really involved thinking about the sacrifice, like Jesus' death, mm-hmm. and what was accomplished by that, but it wasn't an invitation to God's greater story of like resurrection power, like mm-hmm. and the new creation. So as we began this journey, as with my own family, and um, and started focusing on like what it meant for the tomb to be empty, um, and to get to live out and like oh, the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is alive and active in me. And we're like Mm -hmm. invited to and commissioned to be a part of the story of the kingdom coming in that way. That's been, I think, the most profound um, switch in my mind is instead of, 
I think focusing on the suffering that Christ endured, which is an important part of the story, mm-hmm. like and the sacrifice that he made, um, actually thinking about what was what the outcome was of that for me in a real way and the invitation that's on offer to me yeah. in that has really shifted the way that I want to talk about it with my kids. And yeah, just so hopeful in the way that I get to engage with the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so both are important, um, but I think that that part of it has been really special for me. Yeah, that's cool. I, I remember like a few things as a kid, a few different times, like because we weren't a church family, yeah. but a few times doing things around churches and like those sunrise services and w- like churches would come together, do them in a park, mm-hmm. and people would bring crosses, but like they like they would make full-size crosses. Some mm-hmm. of them would be like 20, 30 foot tall. Oh my. And so it would be really easy to think, oh, this is about death. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, the whole like the way people think about Lent, if people think about it at all, it's like the vibes of like, oh yeah, this is a time of year to like feel bad about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. To sort of appreciate just how rotten you are that God had to die for you. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but it's not the whole story. Yeah. Mm. And I, we need both parts to really appreciate, you know, because if you don't have that part and you just have like, oh, Jesus rose and he's for you and wants to do good things, you know then it can almost become like, well, yeah, I'm great, but Jesus wants to make me better. And, you know, yep. it loses some of its gravitas and yeah. oh, it does, profoundness, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. So both together. Mm-hmm. And there's not many not many aspects of, like, the Christian year where we push those two realities so close together. Yes. Mm. Right? Yeah, so when we sit in it on Friday, Easter. yeah, to not, and Weston has said this like almost every Easter is like, I, I have to, like, I need to sit in Friday so that I can really appreciate Sunday yeah. morning. And, right I, and I don't like, I don't like conflict. I don't like hard emotion. I don't like things that like make me sad. Like I try to avoid them yeah. like the plague. <laughs> and that's a literal, like literally I will avoid things that are hard. I'm trying to try to go again. And so I've learned though, that because that's my natural bent, and I think it's probably a lot of people's, um, yeah, that, that sitting in the pain of the Friday, um, sitting in the weight of that, um, which is one of the reasons why the Good Friday gathering that we do is one of my favorites that we do because it, it forces you to sit in the reality that the Messiah was crucified, mm-hmm. that er, all the hopes and all the dreams um, that that the disciples and the early followers of Jesus had in that moment, they they thought one thing and they were watching play out another thing yeah. the opposite like like the like the absolute extreme opposite of that and so sitting in that moment recognizing like if you were alive at that time you didn't know about easter you, i mean yes jesus talked about it but you didn't you didn't know that was going to happen we we know now mm-hmm. and so it's really easy for us to jump to the, to sunday but sitting in friday has been one of the most probably profound um aspects in my own journey as a follower of Jesus is, mm-hmm. is each year to sit more heavily so what in the weight you, of that. So what do you do to sort of give yourself that space? Because we talked a bit about things you do with the kids. Yeah. yeah. Are there things that you've developed that help you be intentional about having space to maybe pray or reflect or think or, you know? Yeah, well, I think I think the, the best rhythm has been our Good Friday gatherings. It's For yeah. me, it's like, okay, that's coming and being a part of that has been has been really powerful but i i think also um 
you know, I think part of this goes back a little bit to some Sabbath rhythms where we try to have some Sabbath rhythms on mm. Friday and to already be setting things down and like, okay, no, today we're going to be, we're going to think about rest. We're going to think about what it is to be filled and to bring hope. And so we have some of those rhythms already. So I think in a weird way, I guess, taking that Sabbath and instead of focusing just on, you know, the, the rest, the recovery of, from the week, all that sort of stuff, it's actually okay. This is, we're, we're, already in a rhythm to slow down enough. Mm -hmm. So let's now put our mind on this thing, on this Friday thing. For me, that's been, that's been, I guess the, the yeah, that's massive. Cause I think about like lots of other people, Friday might be a normal work day. Yeah. yeah. And, and often it's the end of people's weeks. So yeah. it might be like, yeah, well let's get pizza and watch a movie or, right. yeah. you know, there's like things right. that people often do on a Friday. Right. Yeah. But the tone and, and it's not that f sitting in Friday is supposed to be like, woe is me. Right. No. I have to be in sackcloth and ashes. and Just to acknowledge. Right. But to, to, to sit in it, it's like, yeah, maybe it's going to be hard to sort of ap appreciate the tone of the day mm -hmm. in a work day or like, oh, yeah, well, Friday's normally like pizza and board game night. Or, right. And it doesn't, it, it can all fit together. Right. Yeah. Because it can be, cha Good Friday yeah. can maybe be more challenging than Sunday, yes. which is already a different day. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think it's okay to be challenged. And it doesn't have to be sad and horrible because the reality is it was the day that, yes, Jesus died and he suffered for sure. Sure, but it was the day that death was defeated. It was like mm -hmm. there's there's something to celebrate in the midst of that moment of pain. So yeah. holding those tensions mm -hmm. it is okay, but it's hard. <laughs> and well, yeah, and it, so associating with the characters because it's like, oh man, Jesus is dying because of me. Yeah. yeah. Like, how does Jesus feel about that? And that's the like, oh, I, I should feel bad. Yeah. It's like, well, the people on the cross next to him. He said, you'll be with me in paradise. Mm. Yeah. The people actually crucifying him, he said, forgive them. Yeah. Peter disowning him, he yeah. said, when when you're restored, when you're back, yeah. mm -hmm. do this. Yeah. So well, like, and I just Jesus is like, so, so you big. can't underestimate yeah. the value of just telling the story. Like yeah. I think that like and again in my personality too, I'm like, well, if if this is really gonna be memorable, then we need to make it this big thing or with this big project or uh, you know, with visual aids, you know, or whatever. And make a full size um, cross in the garden. <laughs> exactly. Let's do it. We're gonna pretend to crucify somebody. What? Uh, no, no. I'm kidding. Um, but just the importance of like just telling the story. And I remember as a kid growing up, because we would we would always go to a good Friday service. But diff I engaged with it differently all of the time as mm -hmm. a young child. And I remember a particular year where it just really hit me, like the suffering that Jesus endured. And I remember just crying sitting in church and my mom putting her arm around me, but just kind of letting that wash over me. And mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to hit or what's going to stick, whether with you or with your children. But from year to year, it even have that rhythm of just like, well, we're just at least going to read the story. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to open up the Gospels and yeah. we're going to... We're going to tell which the story. Which is like, yeah, Friday might be a work day and you might work 12 hours and it might be really busy, but reading like the last few chapters of Luke or something, it's yeah. going to take actually 10 minutes. Right. I, it might make you stop and think. Yeah. You might end up sitting there for more than 10 minutes, but actually reading it, like that's a really, again, it is a really simple, yep. like short, easy thing to do. Yeah. 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 I don't know what we're going to do this year. What are we going to do this year with the kids? Have we thought about it yet? Um, probably should. No, I haven't planned what we're going to do this year. Although it has surprised me as they continue to get older where I think like they're not going to 
want to do the Lego thing anymore. They always ask, talk about it. They, they always, still, yeah. they still, I remember, still do like, the Lego hey, thing. I love yeah. Lego. No, they do. They they bring it up, and so I, there if are Lego a lot get of wind of this, <laughs> you know, the, the, the little Jesus minifigure <laughs> is only like it's not far away. A Jesus <laughs> <No>. minifig. <laughs> anyway, yeah, maybe we'll do that again. Yeah, but it's just again, again, one of the beautiful things about those moments is get is being busy with something to have the discussion around the other thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and as but the kids get older, it can become a conversation about what do you want to do. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah. you're starting to then exercise not just I'm going to tell you this story, but to invite them to yeah. think about how they want to celebrate and things yeah. like that as well. Yeah. So the conversation shifts sometimes. It does, especially like you get to teenage boys and you're just yeah. thinking, what on earth is going to engage you? Ooh, maybe we'll <laughs> take maybe we'll take like a frozen burrito and make like a tomb out of it, and they can just eat it. Then like yeah. they just eat yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking about middle school boys just eating. Everything. We're still going to do resurrection rolls. I though. guess that's true. Yeah. What's a re- what? How do you do that? The resurrection rolls are when you like wrap dough around marshmallows and then bake them in the oven and the marshmallow melts out. Like you cover a marshmallow with cinnamon sugar or whatever. There's lots of recipes. Okay. You can easily find it online. But basically you have this hollow roll. Once the marshmallow's you, melted. And yeah. so you just like open it up and again, it's the it's the empty yeah, tomb. Symbolism so, yeah. 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 yeah, using food is huge. Yeah. But, and, and West End, and that's where Easter eggs started. Yeah, and that's, what, you know, and that's why I'm not completely against Easter eggs. All right, well, that's good. Hopefully that gets, uh, if you're listening, gets your creative juices flowing. And if you have any other ideas, I mean, let us know. I'd love yeah. to hear. Yeah. And try stuff, you know, because that's a part of the story. I bet there's things you've tried. Oh, like, yeah. We're not going to do that again. Oh, I've got, that. I've got whole <laughs> curriculums of Lent and <laughs> like yeah. that I'm not going to do, yeah. but you try. So sometimes, yeah, just have the spirit of a, 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 a like mad scientist. Just yep. go experiment. Exploration. All right. Well, enjoy and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye. Thanks. Thanks.